This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. And our girl of the story, Anastasia Kavitko. Her Instagram is linked below. Check her out while listening to today's story for a great listening experience. Today, we would visit our friends from our slash erotica author, Upstairs Innocent, tells us a story about his relationship with his wife's sister. Sit back and enjoy the story. This is our friend's erotic story. The next story is posted by user Upstairs Innocent from r slash erotica. The title of this post is The Wrong Sister Part 7. Sit back and enjoy the story. Hannah turns away and against all better judgment I chase after her, holding the dressing gown to my naked form in the hope I don't spill out of it. It must look pathetic to any neighbors watching. A scantily clad middle-aged woman chasing after her pregnant sister. Han wait, I say pushing her car door shut as she gets to it. I can explain. It's such a stupid thing to say, and she knows it. And it's very much unlike Hannah to bark as bitterly as she does then. In fact, it's something altogether like something I'd have done once upon a time. A time before Will. Oh really? You can explain why you're naked. But for a practically sheer dressing gown, answering the door in my ex-husband's house... I bite my lower lip and groan. Well, maybe not. I admit, deciding that there's nothing I can say that will be able to explain this away. No, I didn't think so. You, you're sleeping with him. A deep breath as I look my sister in the eye. I give her the slightest of nods, which just makes her look even more sickened. You went to him to save my marriage, she says, not looking at me. And what's worse than the anger and the revulsed looks is this new look, sadness, betrayal. My heart breaks for her, and my hand instinctively goes for hers, only for her to snatch it away as if I'd touched her with a hot iron. Don't touch me, she snarls. I did try, Han. I promise you I did. I this all happened afterwards. Just last week, actually. After Joe's birthday party, it's the look of betrayal, I tell myself. That's why I'm lying to her. At this point I'm trying to save my family, and save my sister's heart. It's selfish, I know. But I don't know what else to do other than try and protect her. She looks at me and I see tears, stinging her eyes. You're my sister, she gasps, the pain all so obvious now. You shouldn't have done anything with him. How could you Izzy? How could you do this to me? Tears trickle down my cheeks. I'm sorry Hannah. I am. I never wanted you to find out like this. I sniff, but she just shakes her head and tries the door of her car again. Please let me go. I don't want to see you. I can't stomach it. I want to beg her to let me talk to her, but I have no idea what I will say. So I let go of the door and watch Hannah get in and quickly reverse away. And I'm left standing in the middle of the street, wind pulling at the hem of my gown until the car disappears round the corner. Will has seen it all. He stands in his doorway, looking as pale as I feel, and he guides me into the living room and sits me down on the sofa. It's there that I fully break down ugly crying into his shoulder as the enormity of my constant selfish actions finally catch up to me. And it's not even me I'm sorry for. I'm sorry for Hannah, and I'm sorry for my girls because I fear they will never see their aunt again. Does she know everything? 
Will asks tentatively when I'm left with only hiccuping miserably. Um, I said it started last week. I couldn't tell her the truth, Will. You should have seen her face. I can't believe I've done this to her. Why have I been so selfish? Why didn't I stop? You can't beat yourself up about it, he soothes. And it's not like she's acted any better than us. She's carrying Justin's baby. Do you regret what we've done? I look at him then and measure up the guilt with the feelings and confidence that Will has given me. It's a very easy answer to give him. No, not at all. But it's not just me that's affected by what we've done. Handsome. He pauses then his head drops. Your daughters, he says quietly. What will my girls think of me when they realize that mummy has done something to hurt their aunt? That she's been selfish and only thought of her own happiness instead of considering them. You're allowed to be selfish you know. It's like he's been reading my thoughts. And I can't help but smile sadly at him as I touch his face. No, I can't. Not when it comes to them. That's not how I work. How motherhood works. We sit in silence for a time, holding each other's hands while I consider what I can do to fix this situation. There is a part of me that doesn't want to fix anything. At this point what I'm doing with Will to the outside world is perfectly reasonable. If a little cold considering Hannah's feelings and the past she shares with him. But then I think of what Han will tell my brother, father and wider family and I know that I can't raise my girls without them. A decision somewhat made, I stand up and turn to look at Will. He looks up from me expectantly, but he already knows what I'm going to say, preempting me before I even open my mouth. You're leaving. I nod. I am. I'll get changed and head home and think about what to do next. I sigh. I don't think either of us will enjoy ourselves, too much considering what's just happened. His disappointment is plain to see, but he still smiles at me. Well, at least we got to do something. Even now, when he's clearly as upset about our dirty weekend being cut short, he's kind. I lean down to kiss him, savoring his lips and his touch as a hand goes around my waist. It would be so easy to straddle him, to let him open my gown and kiss my body so that he can kiss and fuck away all of my problems. I pull away before my resolve fades. I don't spend much longer in his house. My clothes and bags are quickly packed, and I head home after kissing Will a little too long in his hallway. I kiss him hard because I don't know when I'll get a chance to again, whether the situation is going to be such that there is no future for us together. Knowing Hannah, I know she needs time to calm down, so I only go home and refrain from contacting her in any way. I try to think about how I felt when I found out my ex had cheated on me, about the betrayal and pain I felt. And while what Hannah had seen between me and Will wasn't quite the same, it was close enough that I could empathize with how she felt. There is only so long someone can wait though. After a week of silence, between myself and Hannah, I decide it can't go on any longer. I have discussions over text with Will regarding whether it should be him that speaks to my sister. But I feel like this is my fault and so I want to own it. If anyone should take the brunt of her ire, it should be me. That Friday I head to my father's home with the girls and already know that this will be difficult. Dad is so short with me when he answers the door and it's clear that he knows and doesn't approve. That hurts more than how Hannah had looked at me at Will's door and all I want to do is tell him that it's not as bad as it seems. That I'm in love with him. That I see the rest of my life at his side. Just like Hannah had. Dad takes the girls into the living room to watch a film with them. And I enter the conservatory to see Hannah there marking books with one hand, the other resting on her bum. She shoots me a venomous look as I close the door and take a seat opposite her. Thought you might have contacted me sooner. 
She draws, voice thick with contempt. Deep breaths, I tell myself. You needed time. So did I. Time, she barks bitterly. Red pen spilling from her hand to the glass table. Since when did you care about time? Or is a few weeks enough time for you to make a move on my ex-husband? I didn't. I close my eyes and take another deep breath. I see the line between the truth and protecting my sister and I know it's barely a whisker wide. That one misstep, one moment of my temper getting away from me and I will lose my family. My girls will lose their family. This has to be done. My eyes flash open and I find the courage to carry on. I didn't mean for you to get hurt. Neither did Will, I say, raising my hand up to stop her talking over me and giving her a warning glare which thankfully shuts her up. But you have to understand that he was hurting and things kind of happened. So you made things better for him, did you? I look across at my sister, wishing she'd calm down. I care for Will a great deal, Han. I'm not sorry it happened. Just sorry you found out how you did. Hannah goes beat red, struggling for words as her mouth moves like a fish. Then she leans forward, and her voice is a harsh whisper. You're going to continue. Another deep breath, and then a nod, if he wants to. And, and I guess if I have your blessing. I know we've not always been close, but I don't want to lose you, Hannah. I don't want the girls to lose you, to lose the family. Don't bring Gabby and Joe into this. How, how dare you use them to cover up for your indiscretions? Her voice has raised, and I feel my own creep up. I did nothing wrong, Han. Neither of us did. I'm sorry you're hurting. Fuck knows I would be too, but this is your doing. He's my ex-husband. She snaps, standing up and looking down at me with ferocious eyes and quivering lips, ignoring my barb. There are some places you don't go, and that is one of them. How would you feel if I'd done the same to Phil when you got divorced? Just invited him round and shown him a good time. Hannah, it isn't like. It's exactly like that, is he? He is off limits, just like Justin was. I snarl back at her, standing up and leaning on my white, clenched fists. Her nostrils flare, and so do mine, the two of us as far away from sisterhood as we've ever been. We stare at one another, and realize we've got to loud and to nasty. It's Han who looks away first, her hand caressing her bump through her blue polka dot blouse. I won't give you permission to fuck Will, she says quietly. I don't, Han, it's not. That. I don't want your blessing for that. I want your blessing to explore more with him. Maybe a future. Will I definitely will not give permission for that. Han, I laugh. I don't want permission. You're not mom. But I want your blessing. She looks back at me as she sits down, eyes cold as I take my seat once more. And if I don't give it, because I have no intention of giving it iceable, I don't want you dating Will. I look at her levelly and weigh up everything that is at stake. If I continue with Will then, I will be with the man I love. I can have a future with him. Maybe marriage, God, even that doesn't seem so unappealing with him. But it would mean being ostracized by the family I rely on and, more importantly, robbing my girls of their aunt, uncle and maternal grandfather. I'd seen how they'd taken the loss of my mother. Could I be the one responsible for taking the rest of their family away? My heart breaks at the decision I have to make, a repugnantly easy one, because to be a parent is to put their needs over all of my own. Okay Han, I say, head dropping as I let her defeat me. Okay, I won't date him. If it means sorting things out between us, then I'll stay away. I hear her sniff and then take a breath, as if to speak. I'm sure that she wasn't expecting that. More fireworks perhaps, but not me rolling over and showing my belly. 
Well, she says eventually. Good. I'm glad we could sort this out. I'm sorry I lost my temper. The rest of the evening is a haze. My daughters had heard the argument and probed awkwardly as they sought to understand why we'd been shouting. I simply explain sometimes. Sisters fight and remind them that they do it often enough. They don't need to know the true reason, nor do they need to see the tears streaming down my face after they'd gone to bed that night as I send a message to Will. I tried. I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't rob the girls of their family for my happiness. I'm so sorry 20 Will immediately tries to call but I don't answer. He tries several more times, and I just simply stare at his name on my phone and wish he'd just leave me alone to grieve for what we could have had. Then the phone vibrates with a notification, and I somewhat reluctantly open it. Please don't stop fighting for us 20. My heart fractures further, and unsexy sobs rack my body. I never deserved him, I think. After all I'd done with him, I know to not have him now as punishment for all the betrayal and cheating I did before. Even afterwards, when I had spoken with Hannah, I still lied. I go to the bed I only got to share with him once and fall asleep in tears. The next few days are filled with gray. The weather, my mood, everything feels dull and inconsequential as I procedurally play out my role as nurse and mother. Feeling nothing but the heartbreak that I brought on myself. Colleagues ask if I'm well, clearly concerned, but I can hardly tell them the truth. It would only alienate them to me too. How I am with my daughters hurts more than anything, and slowly I notice my subdued nature taking a toll on them. Through the haze of pain I see how joyless they become, how snappy they are with one another. I know it's not healthy for them, and yet I can snap out of it. I can't seem to find joy in anything anymore. And while I know it's ridiculous to let a man have such an effect on me, I had seen a future with Will where I was happy, that I would love and be loved, and my girls would grow up seeing their mum happy. And now it's gone. I feel like there is nowhere to turn. No one from my family has reached out to me, their side apparently taken. And I cannot reach out to Will because of what I promised Hannah. Regardless of how it rankles me, all I can do is reiterate to myself why I have done it and surround myself with the love of my daughters because at least I have them. Unlike previous occasions, the ache of loss doesn't fade even after a few weeks. My family at least get in touch. But Will stops trying, and no matter how much I look at my phone I can't seem to shake how badly I feel I've missed out on something huge. Every time I feel my resolve, weaken I remind myself why I have done what I have done and put my phone down. The message to my former lover remaining incomplete. But at least Hannah is friendly, with me again, even though I need to bite my tongue hard when she tells me she's moving in with Justin. Indeed, it's like nothing has ever happened between us, like we'll never existed. It's another Friday night, when I take the girls around for tea with my dad and Hannah. Justin is there too, of course. And as I sit at the dining table, eating fish and chips with my family, I zone out as Hannah breezily tells us all of the things they were doing to make Justin's home ready for their baby. So we have the nursery ready. I know it's early but it makes sense to do it now, don't you think Izzy? Before I get to big, and I can't help, I'm sure you probably helped loads. But I can't stand the idea of just watching Justin do it all. I glance up and see her smiling at me, awaiting a response. And then I see her hand clasped in Justin's and how happy she is sitting beside him. How complete she looks. How satisfied and content with life knowing they will have a little happy family together. I want that. I'm going to date Will. It comes from nowhere. I don't even realize I'm saying it before it is already said. My words are greeted with deafening silence. 
and from the corner of my eye I can Joe and Gabby glance at one another. They don't know much about love, but they do have an idea of what dating means, and they don't know any other will other than Uncle Will. Hannah looks taken aback, before smiling slightly and replying in a saccharine sweet way. We've discussed this, Izzy, you're not. All my resolve comes flooding back. My back straightens and I feel my jaw tilt, as I'm overcome with the understanding of, not just what I need, but what my girls need from their mother too. Yes, I am. I'm fed up of moping around at home and being a bad role model because I'm trying to do the right thing for my daughters. Do you know what they need, Hannah? They need their mum to be happy. And do you know what would make them happy? Seeing their mum with the man she loves. Hannah looks scandalized. Everyone does. You love him? She asks, that for letter word dripping with scorn and doubt. And in response I nod proudly, finally fighting for the man I know I want to spend my days with. Yes, I love him. And you can refuse to never see me again. And I won't give a shit. I won't. And, Mum said a naughty word. Not now, Gabby. I say quickly, voice firm, but my eyes never look away from my sister. And I won't sit here and watch you get to be happy after what you did when I could be doing the same. And if you ever cared for Will, you'll not step in the way. Because he loves me too. It's like there's no more air in the room. Everyone is silent. And the only noise is the monotonous talking of Dad's old carriage clock. I watch Hannah stare back at me, but clearly these revelations have left her mute because she has nothing to say, and I have no intention of waiting around to find out when she will next speak when I have a life to fix. Dad, can you look after the girls for a bit? Um, sure, he says, a little taken aback as I stand up and head to put my shoes on. Where are you going? Hannah shouts after me without moving and I turn to look back at her with all of my old confidence brimming once more, because I know what I need to do. I'm going to tell the man I love, I am his. It's perhaps harsh to leave Gabby and Joe there when the chances are Hannah will spend the next few hours bitching about me. But some things can't wait. I'll just need to spend some time before bed going over all they had just heard. I just hope that by the time I get to Will, after leaving it too long to understand what I need, it won't be too late. The weather has turned nasty, and the short drive to where Will lives is spent squinting through heavy rain lashing against the windscreen. It means I need to drive safely, when all I want to do is put my foot down and get to him as soon as possible. As if every moment not with him is a moment wasted. His lights are on when I reach his street, which I'm thankful for. What I'm not thankful for is forgetting to bring a coat with me or an umbrella. So I dive from my car and run up his drive, a hand above my head in a futile effort to keep the storm from soaking me. I knock hastily at his door and hope he's not busy or otherwise indisposed. Thankfully it's not too long, but when he answers the door I'm sure I look more like a drowned rat than the woman he'd declared his love for. Izzy, Christ, come and come in. I don't stand on ceremony, quickly bustling past him and into his hallway with just a quick thanks before turning back to him. He's dressed smartly with a white tee and tight blue jeans. He looks as handsome as always, the kind of handsome I almost feel unworthy to even look at. Will, I've got to talk to you, I say quickly. Will, do you want to get dry first? I can grab a towel. Yes, I mean, no, I don't care about towels or anything. I thought I was doing the right thing before. He stands there before me looking slightly nervous. Before, he queries. Yes, before. When I argued with Hannah, I tell him, words rapid and slightly unsteady from the cold seeping into my skin. I thought Gabby and Joe needed my family, but they don't need them as much as they need me to be happy. And you make me happy, 
So happy will that I, I feel like I could burst with it. You make everything before. All the things that made me so bitter, worth it. I'd do it all again if. If you'll just let me try and make you as happy as you make me. My hands are clasped around my midriff. For warmth as I desperately look up at the man who my heart belongs to. I have handed him it. And now I wait to see what he says about such an offer. Will says nothing. As it has always been with us. Our actions speak louder than words. His strong hand smooths, wet hair from my cheeks and he drops his lips down and kisses me deeply. And like that all the pain I've suffered since I've forced myself apart from him just fades away. I melt into him, a hand on his chest, and kiss him back. I hoped, he starts, forehead resting against mine, that you might come around. I really did. Sorry it took so long, I whisper, hand touching his face. I was worried I might be too late. Not at all. You have just saved me a trip this weekend to your dad so I can tell him and Han that I'm in love with you and that I don't care what they think. Oh, my heart. I kiss him again, ignoring the chattering of my teeth because I'm sure kissing him will return all the warmth to my body. It's not something we can ignore though. His warm hands caressing the bare skin of my upper arms. I'm getting you a towel. Wait here, he says, his long legs bounding up the stairs two at a time. I watch him disappear before kicking off my shoes and pottering into his living room. I'm not alone for too long. He smiles at me as he enters the room and envelops a large, fluffy white towel over my shoulders before he starts to rub my arms. The two of us standing close together. I can't stay long. I decided to have my epiphany while around dads. He's looking after the girls while I talk to you. I might have gotten a little too honest around them when talking to Hannah. They know how I feel about you. Will simply nods. Good. They were going to find out sooner or later. I make a content sound as I press my head into his chest and he wraps me in his strong arms. Waiting a month to have this again was too long even when considering that I fully intend to spend the rest of my life with him. Did you run through a lake on the way here? He asks, fingers toying with the green summer dress I'm wearing. Fuck off, I laugh, pulling away from his warm chest to look up at him. Maybe don't leave me waiting outside your door, waiting for like 20 seconds, 20 seconds in a fucking storm. Will, I can dry it for you before you go back. Don't want you getting ill now. I can date you. I raise a brow at his suggestion, even though I adore his considerate nature. I don't have anything to wear, honey. Or is that your plan? Get poor, wet Izzy out of her wet clothes. And well, she may as well remove everything then. (laughs) And what could we possibly do? In the meantime I wonder. His grin is all the answer I need, and I can't help but laugh. I hope he never loses this insatiable desire. For me, I lean up on my toes and kiss him slowly, tongue sliding across his lips to let him know that his not-so-subtle suggestion isn't unwelcome. Will's hands, previously on my hips, slide to the hem of my dress and he starts to lift it up. Someone's keen, I breathe against his lips. I've missed you, he responds. Hands now on my behind so that he's pushing me into his body. And it's clear how much he's missed me considering what's obviously pressed against me in his jeans. Our kissing becomes more intense, and the time apart and longing for one another becomes more apparent. I'm pushed against the wall and lifted up from the floor with ease, Will's beard scratching against my skin as his lips caress my neck and collarbone. Fuck I've missed you, I hiss, grabbing at his shirt and pulling it over his head before our lips collide again using his body to pin me against the wall. His hands reach for the buttons at the front of my dress, quickly undoing them until my patterned white bra is exposed. 
I groan out as straps of dress and bra are pulled down the goose flesh of my arms until my breasts spill free. Perhaps he knows I need to get back. Perhaps he has just missed me so much that he cannot wait for any more clothes to be removed. But I don't care one jot as he pulls his hard cock free, pulls aside my panties and enters my very ready pussy. Will pushes to the hilt of his manhood and holds himself there for a moment as we kiss sloppily. One hand is in my wet hair, a firm grip as he starts to slowly pump into me and his lips move back to my neck. I cry out as he takes me, nails dragging into the skin of his back as I mark him. Mine, I hiss and he nips at my collarbone, in response. Yours, he grunts as he drives himself, into me, and this isn't going to dry my dress. I moan, very distracted by will now. After, he growls. His hands are hooked under my thighs and the small of my back lifts from the walls as he expertly thrusts into me with the hunger of a man that has missed this. Missed me, even. I'm sure of that from the wide smile on his face. My hands run up his strong body, exploring him and what is now mine to explore. They smooth up his chest, his neck, and rest on his cheeks where his mouth takes my fingers and sucks on the tips hard. For a moment, he breathes through his exertion. I never thought I'd get to have you again. In the heat of the moment, and the knowledge that nothing will get in the way of us now. I can be honest with myself, with Will. I don't think I'd have lasted much. Oh, longer, I admit through heavy panting. The heart wants what the heart wants, and your body wants you to get on the floor so I can ride you. I laugh. There's no sexy, sleek way of doing that sadly. Sex is hardly anything like how films portray it. Will has to slide himself from inside of me and place me back on the ground before he lies down on the rug that sits in the middle of the living room. I quickly join him, sitting down on his thighs after removing my panties. The rest of my clothes are still on. My dress is open and exposes all of my upper torso. My bra is pulled down so that my breasts are free, and the man that I love has his hands all over me, kneading my breasts with a very satisfied grunt. Your tits, Izzy. He breathes in wonder as I sheath him inside of me. Then he joins me in a groan that fills the room as my hips grind down until he is deep within me. A fan are you? I gasp as my hips roll slowly, the lips of my pussy sliding easily along his shaft. And Will's response is to reach up with his large hands, teeth bared, and grope them with little restraint or care for me. But there's a sweet pain as he pinches my hard nipples and pushes them together. The pain inspires me to fuck him harder, my nails digging into his chest as I buck hard onto his hips. His grunts turn into growls, and his hands leave my breasts to clutch my hips, the palms occasionally slapping against my behind as I take him. His hands can't stay still though. He rips my dress and bra down my arms until it is nothing more than fabric bunched around my soft waist. I lean forward, hands pressed onto his chest so that my arms press my tits together, creating significant cleavage, the mere sight of which has Will leaning up and burying his head into them, kissing and biting them with reckless desire. Fuck me, he growls as my hands push him down onto the rug. I lean up and place my hands behind me on his thighs and roll my pelvis, keeping him deep inside me. Like this, I moan loudly. Like this, he reiterates, his hands back on my tits with his fingers and thumbs pinching my nipples. Will, I gasp as my movement becomes more frenetic. My tits bounce on my chest as I ride him as hard as I've needed to in all the weeks we've been apart. I worried I would never have him between my thighs again and now he is here I never want him to leave them. Isabel, he moans beneath me. Our eyes are locked as we cry out each other's names, 
our mutual pitch growing louder as we chase what we both want and need. And as I come so beautifully, undone I pull him up to me, kissing him as he starts to spill his seed into my pussy. His strong arms wrap around me and hold me tight as the kiss breaks and our moans of release and satisfaction exhale from our lips. This really isn't drying my clothes. I murmur into his forehead when I feel like words are something I'm capable of again. No, he agrees, voice thick with the remnants of his orgasm. But this was more fun. I kiss him lightly and start to get up, his cock slipping from my pussy. It feels awful just getting dressed and leaving him after a quick fuck, but time is short and I need to get back. But at least I'll be going back happier than I've ever been. I really should have dried your clothes, Will says regretfully after we're both dressed again. His lips thin as we cuddle near the front door after I've put my shoes back on. We could have still done what we did. You'd just have had warm clothes to put on after. I like how it happened. I have always liked how things have happened between us, even when we shouldn't have been doing it. The club, the numerous times here, we're passionate people, Will. I wouldn't want you any other way. For us to be any other way. His smile is hoisted onto his face once more and his hand caresses my cheek. I love you, Izzy. I love you, too. I grin. Wanna come round for tea tomorrow night? I'd like my girls to meet my boyfriend, if it's alright with you. When was the last time I had a boyfriend? Or been this happy? God it could burst out of me when I watch his smile get as wide as I've ever seen it. It must be mirrored on my face when he kisses me, the two of us embracing for a good while until we're breathless. I've gotta go, I laugh lightly. Can't keep dad waiting any longer. But I'll take that McCount session as an affirmative. I leave after a few more kisses, waving goodbye with the cheeriest disposition I've ever known myself to have. Even the thought of dealing with Hannah when I get back to dad's doesn't even worry me. And in the end it would have been a futile worry anyway, as my sister had left soon after I had to go round to Justin's and bitch about me in private no doubt. Dad gently teases for information on what has happened but his mood is better than I thought it would be. In fact, as I'm rushing the girls to the car so I can get them home before it gets too late, he embraces me and tells me that he loves me and that he's glad that I'm happy, that mom would be glad that I'm happy. It almost makes me cry. But there is no time for tears anymore, not after the evening I've shared and the future I know I'm going to have. The girls have a million questions. When I get them to the car, wanting to know where I'd been and what I'd meant earlier about dating Uncle Will, I shush them and tell them they'll know soon enough as I put them into the car. But as I sit in the driver's seat ready to take them home, I find that of all the people in my life that I want to share this with, it's my girls, more than anyone else. I turn back and smile at them both, feeling like the mother they deserve. They smile back too, sensing my emotions and being much more like the girls I know. So, who wants to meet Mummy's boyfriend tomorrow night? That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and go to our Patreon down in the description where you can listen to the episode uninterrupted by ads and a few new episodes for just $1. And for the first month only, I will do name mentions for my patrons on any tiers. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends' erotic stories,